Welcome to Doxed, the podcast. In this episode of Doxed, the podcast, hosts Jane and Roxy discuss the 2022 Netflix documentary, Orgasm Incorporated, the story of One Taste. One Taste was a Bay Area startup founded by Nicole Daydun that gained widespread attention for its unique approach to sexual wellness. By 2017, One Taste was raking in millions in revenue and earning endorsements from celebrities like Khloe Kardashian and Gwyneth Paltrow. But, as with many stories of rapid success, controversy wasn't far behind. Allegations of forced labor, pressure to perform sex acts, and other predatory behavior began to surface, casting a shadow over the company. By 2018, even the FBI was investigating. So, join us as we navigate the disturbing world of One Taste, and the allegations that unraveled it all. Yeah, the basement mold woke back up from death. I thought I killed the basement mold and then my basement flooded again because of the last rain and then it got awake again. No. <laughs> it woke up. That's not good. Yeah, and it was just like chilling and looking at me. Ew. <laughs> it's like a pet now. It's like the it's like an Adams family situation. Like I have a weird I have like a spidery mold that lives in my basement now. Oh my god, that's a nightmare. I need to kill it. It's sad, but I kind of have like I kind of have like an affection for it. Oh. <laughs> I'm bothered. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh god. You ready okay. for this crazy white lady? Yeah, I can hear you well now, so that's good. And I don't know what we're about to get into, but I'm I'm interested in the title. <laughs> Orgasm. I'm always down to watch a crazy like white lady shaman guru person. Yes. yes. Well, maybe we'll have some insights here <laughs> based on our experiences. Are you gonna watch on your laptop and share your screen? Yeah, does that make the most sense if I just yeah. share it? Okay. Yeah. All right, then I'll do that. Sharing the screen. I'm so excited. I love watching TV with like I, I this is so silly, but I feel so like happy whenever we watch Netflix together. It's so fun. <laughs> okay. It's our like little movie night. It's so it's so cute. We're so cute. We are cute. <laughs> okay. All right, ready? Yes. Okay. Can you hear it? Yes, I can. The only thing that ever heals, the only thing that ever awakens is connection. I do think we have a pleasure deficit disorder in this country. It's getting faster and faster. Our world's getting really hyper-connected, but human connection is beginning to dissolve. I do think, though, that there is a cure, and that cure is female orgasm. What does it mean to say that I am a practitioner of orgasmic meditation? Okay, I paused. All right, what are your first impressions? Well, I think your first impression is spot on. Not a single Black person in sight. <laughs> <laughs> then there was one like a second after. 
uh, oh, I meant I was must have been looking away from the screen, but I did look back in time for Peter Peter Pettigrew, who was talking about how he was involved because he was horny. <laughs> Peter Pettigrew, guy's name, oh. bald dude with glasses. Um, yeah, I don't know if we have enough information yet, but I'm not. Um, I mean, already, I think there's always like weird issues with sex and power dynamics when it comes to being a leader of an organization. And then especially when the organization is like about something that allows the leader to be put into sexual positions, like, yeah, mostly you're gonna, you're gonna fall on your face and be sexually abusive, probably unless you really, really thought about the boundaries with that. So just immediately, that's my thought. I I don't know how this is not going to go well. Is is how it feels so far. To me, my first impression is this is about the female orgasm, and it's being weirdly positioned as like the purpose of it is human to human connection. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily true because you can have an orgasm, a wildly satisfying one, without any other humans around, and then it's like it seems like it's kind of opening the door for dudes to take advantage of this like meditative experience that's for women Hmm. so that seems kind of problematic that's an interesting point I guess I feel like there could be some reasoning to women being able to have an orgasm like with the help of other people as far as community building because it takes a level of vulnerability and connection to do that I think usually but I also think it's kind of I mean yeah to put it into like a public space and also for healing like purposes which means that you're attracting people that are not that are struggling with something that they feel like needs to be healed which means they're vulnerable people so now you're having them do like sexual things in public spaces yeah also having attracting women and this is just i'm just speculating because we're only like five minutes in but attracting women that need healing and then also attracting dudes are like well i was just horny that's not great that's not a great combo no (laughs) i don't love that what does it mean to say that i am a practitioner of orgasmic meditation For purposes of simplicity, I'm going to describe it as a man and a woman, just so that I can say he and she, but it can be all different crazy configurations. Nicole is certainly a genius. Brilliant idea to name it um, an oming session, an orgasmic meditation. Wait, can we stop there really quick? I wanted to just comment on that part that where she's like, well, for the purposes of this, we can just say he and she and man and woman. But you can do this with all kinds of crazy configurations. She's like, <laughs> what's crazy about anything outside of man and woman? Yeah, like, first of all, and just also this entire thing reads to me as like straight AF, like watching these rooms full of people, they're giving like high level straight person energy. And wow. I don't feel like I would ever feel super safe in a room like that. Like if this concept was done in a queer way and in a, in a not just white people way, maybe, but that room, the energy is clearly like a bunch of straight men who want to get laid. Yeah. And and it's really, it's, and then she's talking about it. Like she's never thought about like any other kind of, and also even just like the premise being 
the female orgasm, like even just at this point in my life, female feels a little bit like you weren't really thinking that deeply, you know, like, like the feminine orgasm. I don't know. Why is it every frame we see of her sitting, she is man spreading so hard. Oh yeah. There's, I mean, yeah, I, I don't really mind the way that she's like sitting, but it's also very interesting because the way that she presents herself is very much as like, I don't know, like, like her body language tells you that she's almost like constantly in a state of like sensually being turned on, even though she's like in an interview yeah, setting with like business clothes, but no bra, but like, yeah, like, like, I don't know, man, but yeah, like her legs askew, like, and then the half closed siren eyes all the time. Yeah. And also even the way that she talked about, she's like, everybody thinks of sex as black and white and it's either this like terrible thing or it's this great thing. And it's like, I just don't think you've, I just don't think you've ever been queer. And I also just don't think you've ever like had, like, like, is it just me when I have sex that I'm not like, like, I guess there was a younger age of myself where there's a lot of pretense, but it's after a certain point, don't you grow into a space where you're just like experiencing something with someone else? And I feel like this woman is describing sex as if that's never been what it was for her before she made it into a cult. And so that she she describes sex as if it's a power thing, which is very like patriarchal to me. That's very straight not to me. Queer. I mean, she's she doesn't have to be queer. Doesn't but have to be queer. As a newly queer person myself, sex <laughs> isn't a power thing. It's newly an experience queer. with another person. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like it, and it is, it is a power thing. You know, I think that that's, it is a power thing a lot of times, but it's definitely a power thing the way that it has been in her experience, according to how she's describing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Just all sorts of crazy configurations. Crazy. (laughs) Outrageous. Outrageous. What's crazy is living in a warehouse with 40 people and the expectation are these dudes are going to get laid all the time. And it's for your it's for your highest good as the female person there. Mm. That just sounds like a recipe for disastrous things to happen. Yes. Plus, I'm kind of on the lookout for like, um, because I've seen a lot of men that otherwise would probably have trouble getting dates. And I've seen a lot of very attractive and presumably emotionally broken women so far. Like a lot of these women are like beautiful and young and attractive women. So, And the dudes are... I, I mean, I maybe saw one that was, like, younger and, like, comparable in age and physical attractiveness, but the rest seem like older dudes that probably struggle to have sex at the frequency they would probably like to. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, the main guy that's being interviewed so far, it seems like he could do, he could be fine as, like, a kink life kind of person. But part of the thing about kink life, if you have a kink and that becomes your culture, first of all, there is a lot of toxicity in a lot of those groups. But also, like, a lot of it is about you set those boundaries and you set, you make sure that the scene is set up and that there's consent and that there there's, like, a lot of rules that go into kink culture 
that make it so that if you can do that right you can participate in some pretty extreme kinks and still be safe or still like mm -hmm. have you know safety mechanisms in place so i will have to wonder how much of that has been thought about in this situation like are there consent words or like or no, do they literally it's... arrive and they just get assigned a bed to sleep in with someone of the opposite sex which is what it sounds like he just said Ugh. all right good continuing continuing on yeah i'm at 10 11 okay let me get there the stroking practice was phenomenal and for me as a human being you know putting that much attention on just that one little tiny spot on your index finger touching the woman's clitoris just stroking and from that one point it opens up all these channels as a man that i just never even knew were accessible to me the idea that her toe would wiggle and i could feel a little tingle in my finger that was like connected and it was like what what like how is that even possible so these are things that unfolded in the practice of course when i started i had no idea what i was doing and i was lucky if i could even get on the clitoris <laughs> the guys here said all i want is to have more sex please please but they didn't realize they had immersed themselves on an island of women who want to have sex and so they were having like 20 ohms a day their little fingers were in braces and they were like locking themselves behind the door nicole get me out of here please no more sex okay <laughs> that was wild okay oh uh, i have so many thoughts actually but do you have any thoughts first i have so many thoughts okay <laughs> First of all, okay, I feel like the, the dudes that are being interviewed so far seem to be well-intentioned. Like, I don't get total ick vibes from them. From some, like, from some. Like, from the little, the little guy, he seems, he seems like he kind of gets things. That's but... fair. I do feel like there's people that are obviously talking like they're in it for some kind of philosophical reason. <laughs> But yeah, I okay. mean, if you're a guy that is attracted to women and have struggled your entire adult life to have the sex life you want or the women you want, then it there probably is some kind of deeper meaning to being involved with something like this when there's so much exposure and availability to women. Yes, but it is like, uh, like I said in the chat, it's like the Burning Man spiritual awakening of orgasms. It's like these people who are like, this is a profound world changing event that I made a woman orgasm. And it's like, dude, <laughs> it's just like, uh, it's like not like we're, we're on different levels, I guess. But yeah. Um, also funniest question of the, of the show so far, what happens when you expose your clit to someone? That's a classic <laughs> line. And but the, the real reason I really wanted us to pause was because and this is just going to be a whole aside, but it's what's clicking in my brain right now that this is a parallel to my whole philosophy about hermeticism and the philosopher's stone. Follow me. So it's like the whole thing about hermeticism, the whole thing about uh, trying to how do you say how trying to like unlock all of those secrets about mm -hmm. esoteric knowledge and sacred geometry and that's like one of my big special interests is like all this sacred geometry crap and you get really really far down that rabbit hole and the big secret trick of the whole thing 
is that it was a bunch of white men who like recognized that there was something really special and transformative about femininity and then they tried to appropriate it and then they tried to control it and then they tried to be a part of it and by doing so it like ruined it so like you you are limited in your ability to understand things i think when you're just looking at it through those lens because it was all a bunch of straight white dudes <laughs> talking about yeah, it ugh. so it's like the same thing where it's like okay we can recognize that there's something that is divine about womanhood or about the feminine or about even let's say eroticism which audra lord writes a lot about uh eroticism and how i probably have mentioned that quote before because it's like one of my it's like one of my favorite uh i don't know one of my favorite things that she writes and she's aquarius so of course i have to mention someone's zodiac sign every episode but um audra lord writes about eroticism and how it's different from like like when you're really engaging in something erotic you're exchanging energy with another person and you're like co-creating an experience with that person and sharing in the experience but it gets twisted and flipped into uh like perversion when you are engaging with that person trying to control or like trying to have them play a role in your experience and so you end up kind of just using and abusing the other person Mm -hmm. instead of both like going to a new level through your shared experience and I just feel like it's not intentional on on anybody's part but this is all like still within society that hasn't been deconstructed yet right and so just by nature of that it's like anytime a man is going to come in and try to be like oh I want to pretend I want to have some of that magic of the woman's orgasm nope you can't you missed it you should have just listened and let them do their thing and instead you wanted to like be involved and then by doing so you kind of kill the magic I'm sorry to say yeah this is truly like something that I see happen in a lot of um like a lot of different philosophical spaces like you miss the point as soon as you try to as soon as you try to tokenize and use things right yeah I'm taking issue with, I know this is like a whole branded thing, it seems, with uh, one taste mm-hmm. and oming, which is orgasmic meditation, which I also take issue with calling it oh, om. I didn't even understand that that was supposed to be like an acronym. Gross. That's exactly right, what we're terrible. talking about. Where it's like just it's very like appropriate. You're sexualizing somebody's culture. <laughs> Yeah, so that's problem number one. Also, like, the whole, like, branding this singular movement of a finger, the stroking practice that's part of oming, it's just so limiting, first of all. Like, let's not reduce the female orgasm orgasm to that one move on one particular spot. Like, it cannot be. To be fair, she also mentioned... To be fair, she also mentioned all kinds of other crazy stuff that you could do. But <laughs> but yeah, no, like I would be so and I wonder if that's an autism thing. Let's get TMI here. I would be so overstimulated by one finger for 15 minutes. Like get away, like start rubbing my foot and work from there for your 15 oh, minutes. Like, so at, also as a fellow <laughs> autist, like it bugs me like 
if I'm dating someone and we're driving in the car and they put their hand on my knee and like mm. rub one spot of my knee with their yeah. thumb, I'm like, get the fuck off of me. Overstimulating, overwhelming. I like that in some moments when I'm comfortable with someone, definitely not just like in public as an as a rule. That's weird, but yeah it is like it's like literally painful sometimes like do you know what I mean like it's not just uncomfortable it's like sometimes that shit can get painful like if yeah. you are just if you are doing and and uh, I've I've had way too many unpleasant sexual experiences with people that just men that just didn't know enough about what they were doing and then they just like don't have the right level of pressure or something and too much is just as bad as too little like it's just all it's just all Anyway, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine getting up on a table and then having this, like, this man who clearly wants to be a dungeon eunuch come and, like, rub one out for exactly 15 minutes on, like, in in one spot. Uh, As someone uh, that's, like, in a fairly new queer relationship, which has opened a whole new world up for me, a TMI, um, we use lube for literally everything. Like they do not touch me without like a glob of lube. And I first thought, well, like you don't really need it. And they're like, oh, you just wait, just relax. Let yeah, when the dicks are fake, the lube has to flow. The lube must flow. The lube must flow. Like we go through so much lube. And I used to think like, oh, I don't need that. I I don't need lube. Well, yes, I do because it's yes. wonderful. So yeah. I can't imagine someone rubbing on my clit with their dry ass finger for 15 minutes. And I know like if you have female anatomy, you create your own, you know, but like the mm-hmm. added lube has been life changing. I cannot imagine doing this own bullshit without it. And just like the singularity of the motion, which seems to be part of the pro- the procedure like you can't you can't make allowances for differences in different human bodies or like the differences of the context and how long like that's just wild to me that it's like a one-size-fits-all apparently yeah like you can't not even two clits are the same so how is it one-size-fits-all especially because this seems to be like a central focus on women's pleasure and but really that set of rules just betrays this like hey what this actually is is like making it as easy as possible for these men because why is it like don't you see women as people and understand that there's like different ones like right it's very objectifying of a a very singular part of a woman's anatomy and it it is it's branded and it's sold to men basically it is is very objective you're right it's objectified and even like again i always go back to like the the meaning of the word fetish is that you're basically taking a part of someone's body that's what it is to fetishize it is to kind of separate the part from the whole so -hmm. it's like anytime you're taking a part of someone's body that's that you're fetishizing it and that means that you're like taking away the humanity from the, the thing and this is clearly like a vagina fetishization kind of a thing because they're very focused on it. Like, why wouldn't, if you're focused, if you actually care about a woman's pleasure, why, why aren't you asking her what she would like at all during this process? Like, at, all. at any point, it's all about what this leader lady wants, is telling you to do. And it's as if the woman can't, pop- and I guess it sounds like some of these women are coming here being like, yeah, I've never had an orgasm before with like a man. Or, and I know that happens. 
That's not the life I've lived, but I know that happens. And I get that maybe you need some guidance on kind of how to have your first experience. But like, if these people are then in the situation, living together, sleeping together, like, um, I really hope that there's a little bit more complexity and involvement of like what they actually want. Right. As it can, as they learn what they want, even. And I feel like with situations like this, with companies like this, when there's some kind of guru at the top with a specific procedure that's branded and sold and packaged to people mm-hmm. and it's targeted towards people that are vulnerable that are hurting that have healing they need to do it's like if the one size fits all doesn't work if you invest in it you do all the right things yeah. you say all the right things it doesn't work for you you're made to feel terrible like it's your fault like as if it's your fault it's and like I, it's giving manifestation culture, kind of. It like is, though. It's kind of like that. Mindset, then it's not going to work for you, and there's something wrong with you, nothing wrong with my procedure. It's just you. Well, yeah, it's clearly like a branch of kind of yoga, shamanic, fake shaman lady culture, or whatever that is. The other yeah. thing that really bothered me was there was this little shot of somebody, they had some woman who is gorgeous, some Europeanly standardly gorgeous woman, right and she's mm-hmm. naked and she lays stomach first and then what 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 in, i don't even it was like b-roll but they they draw a marker on her and then she kind of stands up and she's got like pasties on and everybody claps like she's supposed to be healing her and feeling more beautiful or something and i was thinking like i have no shame in my body i would definitely at some point in my life not, i would definitely not put it past myself to join some kind of nudist colony at some point in my life right i am very comfortable with myself nude I do not have a European standard body. I think my body's beautiful. I bet I I bet I wouldn't even be allowed in this cult. Like I don't even think there's any way I would be up there because they clearly are somehow getting these women that are just like they're not this is not representative of every of diverse bodies at all. All the body types all look very similar of the women in particular they're all thin Mm -hmm. light-skinned women that i've seen so far yeah all of them with like very perky tits which is great good for you but really perky small tits perky perky butts small waists they all look the same which is great this is is wonderful but just just striking (laughs) yeah (laughs) All right, good. Okay, back to more. And so she starts playing this game with me, which is pulling desires. And so she says, what do you want? So, you know, she's she's pulling them out. So I, I say, I want, I want to have more sex. I want to have more orgasm. I want to have more fun. I want to have more community. So she's going to, come on, what else? What else? What else? What else? This is how this goes. And so finally I get down in my, in my belly, in my womb to like, oh, wow. And I had never spoken it out loud. And I said, I want to have a baby. And I was like, oh. And she's like, not so fast. What else? I was like, that's it. What else? And so finally I say, okay, I want to have a demo. A demo is a demonstration of a woman in orgasm for an hour. And Nicole goes, oh. And she looks around. Did you hear that? We hit bottom. That was it. That's the bottom desire. And so, Here I have said in front of all these people that I want to have a demo, knowing full well that that was not at the bottom. That was Nicole's desire. So I was just fully 
giving over to Nicole. Okay, I just wanted to comment on Curly Haired Lady's interview because, yes, beautiful curly hair. And also, that story is chilling. She talks yeah. about the cult leader lady says, is like digging for her deepest desire. And she gets there and says, I want a baby. And then she says, what else? Dig deeper. Until she says, oh, I actually want like whatever that was a demo which is where you have an orgasm for an hour in front of people yeah and the cult leader is like yes good we reached the bottom why in what universe is an hour-long sex demo more the bottom than i want a baby that's so disturbing and it's so like, priming. it's priming it's brainwashing the way that she talks to people is brainwashing getting triggered <laughs> yeah I mean, she, she shared something with a room of people that she said she'd never shared with anyone before, her desire to have a baby. And it seemed like there was no there was no honoring of that or acknowledging that at all. Like, there was no space for held for her in that moment at all. No, and it's like you're being put in such a vulnerable place and then getting cut, undercut by, like, it's so brainwashy by, like, no, what you actually want is this chilling i don't like this lady at all and who wants to do hour-long fingertip stroking directly on your clit for an hour what i guess that the idea is that it's it is some kind it's a spiritual experience supposedly but it's not it's a fetishistic experience which is fine if you have this fetish it's not yeah. fine if you're getting tricked into it because you think you're going to achieve some kind of spiritual thing and you're sh falling short. Because the other thing that we didn't pause for, in addition to calling Gwyneth Paltrow out for goop being involved in this gross and Khloe Kardashian gross of you all, mm -hmm. is that guy that was like... Um, that was like coming in and trying to say, I, I want to find something deeper. And she says to him, you play it off like a cool guy, but you're actually a dark and dangerous man. He looked like he was like just above a teenager at that time. Yeah. And, and he thought, took it as like really profound. And she, it's like a negging, like he, she negged him and made him feel like he was fundamentally a piece of shit. And then that's why he joined the cult. And it's so gross. There's already like two horrible interactions of her just like getting people to be put into the most vulnerable position possible and then undercutting them with what she thinks they are, which they have to take as profound, even maybe because of like peer pressure. This is so gross already. And Plus, I don't like this. That man, her interaction with that man was so brief. There was no getting to know him like they had no other other interaction other than that he called she it was cold just going around the room asking people whatever yeah and i feel like that snap judgment she made about him was racist because he is mm. a dark-skinned person he dark is dark-skinned oh my dark god eyes. she literally said a dark dangerous i didn't even like you're completely right because he has dark skin yeah this white bitch. Okay, I don't like he's her very, at all. He seems like he was very sweet natured. He doesn't seem like this like ominously horrible yeah. dark person. He literally has dark features. He seemed like also he might have. I think he might end up being somebody that breaks out of this cult because he seems like the way he talks about it is like the cold reading con. Like he said that she was cold reading everybody, and it's like that's it. that is what she was doing. 
Oh my God, that's terrible. It immediately read racist to me. Oh sure. my God. No, I didn't, didn't to me because I'm ignorant, but you're right. Like now that you said that, you're completely right. Gross. I hate this that. Is, is this like too triggering to watch? No, I'm so into it. Like this woman is terrible. <laughs> How have I never heard about this person before? I don't know. Gwyneth Paltrow and Khloe Kardashian hyping it up. Like, Ew. okay. <laughs> people paid sixty thousand dollars yeah the course with her classic like weird mlm course bullshit there was yeah oh if only there was like a call out creator that went after people like this actually (laughs) anyway yeah yeah are you tired of feeling unsafe online Do you want to learn how to protect yourself from cyberbullying, doxing, and other forms of online harassment? Then look no further than Doxed the Podcast. Visit the website doxthepodcast.com to sign up for the Doxed free ebook full of helpful tips and resources for online safety. Plus, when you sign up, you'll receive the weekly newsletter with the latest updates on upcoming content. There are many ways to connect with Doxed, including Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Discord. Have a story to share or feedback to give? Use the contact form on the site to reach out or leave a voice message to be featured on the show. And for exclusive content, subscribe to the Doxed Supercast to gain access to the private podcast feed with member-only exclusives. Take control of your online safety and join the Doxed community today. Wow. Okay. You ready to keep going? Uh, yes. All right. Cool. There is an intimacy that I feel with my partner, the bed the plants. The world becomes one giant network of neurons and this entity that I call Nicole is part of this. If you're looking at that footage from the Stinson demo, what you're seeing is batshit nuts. Come on. Someone's up there completely naked, getting her pussy stroked. There's like someone with snakes there and right? Like all this stuff, like what is going on? Okay. (laughs) What the fuck? Oh my God. Why was there a snake? Oh, so much to unpack. Not her just literally doing some porn in front of a bunch of journalists, which is great. It's good for her. There is so much to unpack, but seriously, like, so they're describing some people, and of course this, like, worm tongue man, he needs, like, a, he needs, like, a monk robe with, like, literally a rope tied around his waist, man. Um, (laughs) He is taught and he's clearly for it because this obviously made his life much better. This entire situation was good for him so far. Um, So he's going to be pro this woman, but the whole but then this other woman is also describing how there really was something real feeling in that room and like yes and okay two truths at the same time because first of all this is completely just trying to harness feminine sex magic for the purpose of capitalism and that is my one sentence summary of the entire problem and also at the same exact time this is also taking when is this taking place i don't even know but it's before now And there really is a dearth of representation of feminine orgasms. So that's actually kind of radical to do 
literally porn of an hour of you doing an orgasm in front of a bunch of journalists, actually radical though. And I can, and so, yeah, like there would be sympathetic energy in the room and that would be like probably a pretty transformative experience for people who've not seen that represented before, or just like, you know, that's a pretty societal breaking kind of a move, even though it's in service of like, but just in that moment. Yeah, of course there would be something like really alive about that in the room. It's just that then you, you sell it for a bunch of money and destroy it and murder it and manipulate it and, and use capitalism uh and and abuse people with the power of sex instead of doing actual eroticism but wow okay yeah insane um the whole uh, like occult style ritual with the stroking it uh, yes it is kind of like just like basically just doing porn which like you said is fine but also it just seems like she's just living a fantasy that other people happen to be funding like (sighs) but and being disingenuous about what's going on too because like if you just have like a fetish where you want to get off in front of a bunch of journalists for an hour then you shouldn't be getting vulnerable women who need to deal with some like sex and mental health issues and getting them to be super vulnerable in public and then brainwashing and manipulating them. You should just go do porn. That's fine to yeah. do. You know, you don't have and to. The guy, the guy that was doing the demo with her on video in front of the journalist was titled a master stroker. Two things. One, what the fuck does that mean? Also, why and- not a masturbator? God damn it. and and two the the little the after clip where he's like talking about what had just happened and he refers to her as a fully trained woman like this is what happens with a fully trained woman what what does that that. even mean no woman needs to be trained on how to orgasm yeah Again, I get like a first step of like, let's try something if you've never had an orgasm before and then you learn about your body or something. (laughs) But not like never ask this woman and train her to learn how to like, what? We don't like it. I don't like the training a woman on how to orgasm this one specific way. I don't like that some guy has the title of being a master at making all women it's just no i don't like it i don't like it no it kind of it reminds me of like wolf kink vibes like it's like that thing of where you're like like it's like bestial or something like you don't train like what okay sorry yep i got broke this (laughs) we're both glitching right now (laughs) it's because it's because the whole energy of this whole show is overstimulating in the same way that their goddamn finger is it's the whole it's the same level of energy which is too much you guys you watch in one of the clips it was like a a clip of like the website and there was a gif of animated fingers just like rubbing a circle i'm like that's what they're doing what i don't like it what is that little like with the finger i don't like it for an hour and sixty thousand dollars yeah and you're paying to be there and watch this woman make porn and it's literally just because she wants to like displace herself from 
the shame of feeling like she's a person who makes porn but while still making porn so like just god no stop hurting all these people to do that just make the porn just make the porn just make some porn you could make about the same amount of money and hurt way fewer people honestly I mean, at least they could have a couple other moves or something. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to it. Uh, yeah. All right. So I have a story and I am no victim. The problem with the victim story, it takes away your power. If you want to know the real way to deflect rape, it's to turn on 100% because then there's nothing to rape. Yep, we're pausing there. Did she just say Excuse what I thought you me? Did she just say what I thought you I'm just gonna go back really quick. We're gonna go back. We're gonna Okay, hold on. I'm going back to like I'll reset to whatever your time is in a second. Because like did she just say what I thought? Rape. Hold on. Where was it? Where was it? Oh my god. It takes away your power. If you want to know the real way to deflect rape, it's to turn on 100%. Because then there's nothing to rape. If you want to know the real way to deflect rape is to turn on 100% because then there's nothing to rape. What? I have never heard of such a fucked up thing come out of <laughs> Oh my god. That's like worse than the way that the old ass white men congressmen word it when they're trying to make laws about like abortion. Like that's like worse than that rhetoric. Like what, ma'am? So if a if a man forces himself upon you, if you just don't resist and just decide to be turned on instead then it's not rape is that what she's saying i think that is what she said and if you don't do that then your trauma and your victim story is your own fault because you could have just been turned on instead it's just very much giving your trauma is your own fault and it's still giving like wolf kink. Like, what is this weird, <laughs> this weird like idea that everyone is this fundamentally flawed person? What is her name? Nicole? This Nicole Daydone. Cult leader. <sighs> it's like, ugh. It, and that whole description of her ex husband talking about how she was trying to imprint on him as her mommy in their first sex session. Like, wait, no, that was good. That wasn't her ex-husband. The ex-husband oh. was a different guy that looked exactly like that guy. It oh, was shit. a different guy. Oh, okay. But uh, I had something else to say, but then she said the whole thing about rape and that really... That was, was very terrible. triggering. That was... That's very disturbing. She said that into a microphone in front of a room of people. Mm-hmm. A whole room full of people. Mm-hmm. And nobody gasped. Nobody gulps. Nobody through a chair nothing what it's a very straight room i guess i guess and her response to the guy that had some like pretty valid criticisms for her saying that it's important to type tighten up this orgasmic meditation practice because 
it's attracting men that are taking advantage of the vulnerability of women. I mean, that's what I took away from what he was saying. Yeah. And she was like, it sounds like you want to protect women and, and women need to take responsibility for their own victimhood. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm shook by this statement. I hate this. I don't like this. This is a cult for sure. And I don't- this woman is terrible. I don't understand how white women like her can stand on a soapbox and say all kinds of crazy shit and build a whole cult, literal cult by them and profit off of it. I don't understand how it happens. Because they, because they kind of siphon out anybody that's not going to fall for it because they're really looking for these like very vulnerable people who haven't deconstructed shit and are looking for something because they feel like a big empty missing something. And they don't know what that is. And then there's this like reassuring, calming mother woman is having sex with them and telling them that everything is the answer is just do whatever she says and give her money. I mean, it's exactly that. And I don't, I know this is going to get worse. It's totally going to get, are you okay? Are we okay to proceed? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm just like, I'm shocked that she said that about, you just don't hear that from women, especially women that look like her. You don't hear that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's jarring. It's pretty to have... jarring. Yeah. I agree. I did not I like mean, that at all. Like, some, like alpha podcast dude to say something like that not like a karen well it's like a shock value thing like it reminds me a little bit of like just pearly things or something where you listen to just pearly things give an interview for half an hour and you're like you don't believe anything you're saying you don't give a shit you're literally just here because you think it's funny to like manipulate people weird and i just feel like it's she just wanted to do porn but instead have an identity of being like a mogul and I just don't like her. I just don't think she's a good person. <laughs> I think there's so many women on this planet her. who have been violated by men. At, like, I want to say one out of every three women has been sexually violated by someone at some point in their life. Absolutely. From infancy to present, like, it, it doesn't matter. It's probably because higher than the self reported number because p- people sometimes don't even understand what is actually violation. Right. Sometimes they have to be educated on what and how they were violated because you're you're you sit with the trauma without being able to identify yeah. what was abuse and what wasn't. I had that experience. I had a I had an experience that like years later I described to a friend and I was like, you know, and I put myself in that position and my friend was like, nope, that was yeah. that was what that was, and I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> I just yeah. didn't process it until you said that. You're totally I had that right. moment too, specifically Back after me sense. too, talking yeah. to friends about stuff, and they're like, "No, that was definitely yeah. sexual assault." Yeah, that was definitely what that was, and it's like, upon reflection, I find that you're correct. But it's been seven years, and that whole time I didn't realize that. I just thought it yeah. was being a weirdo or whatever. Like, <laughs> but what what I'm saying is though, like, female bodies and male bodies too. But I'm in a female body, so that's what I'm going to talk about. But whether you're an infant, a female infant, or an elderly woman, whether you're in a coma, whether your body is a corpse, any, all forms of female 
are violated by men mm-hmm. raped molested whatever it it doesn't this whole like victim blaming thing makes no sense when our bodies in any form are violated by men i just saw a story the other day of a, a girl that's been in a coma for 10 years yeah is pregnant oh my god She's been in a coma, in a hospital bed, for 10 years, and she's months along. Like, she she can't be a victim? She should have just woken up and been turned on so there was nothing to rape? What the fuck? That's so fucking disturbing. And then just, like, saying anything about... It's, I mean... You have to be a very... And also, it's just, sorry, I'm I'm a little glitching again, but, like, it's also just such a misunderstanding about this difference between eroticism and sexual control and power. And, like, it's a glaring misstep on your philosophy, ma'am. Yeah. There's a whole history in mortuary science where they just don't hire men. Why do you think that is? Hmm. I mean, come on. There's there's entire industries that avoid hiring men because of what they do to women's bodies, even when we're dead. Well, and even like things like, was it Mary Queen of Scots or something? Like she had handmaidens who were like, yeah, we're going to absolutely be with this body until it gets buried. Like it was like a whole thing. And other of those wives that did not have handmaidens that did that for them. Yeah. Anyway. Like even... Even Marilyn Monroe's body, there's a whole rumor that her body was passed around for hours before it actually made it to the medical examiner. Yeah. yeah. But but she wasn't a victim? Oh yeah. This is disgusting. That sentence was disgusting. This and, yeah, yep. <laughs> we're about half, we're not even halfway through. Okay. We're not even halfway through. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you for listening. Find additional content at doxtthepodcast.com. 